You're about to listen to the words and teachings of Pastor Shola Oshimakide of the household of David. Be blessed. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Okay, let's rise. Shall we rise? <laughs> now, I'm not trying to punish you. I just thought we should read the word of God standing together. All right? Praise the Lord. I'm wondering where exactly to start from this morning. Uh, okay, let's read Hebrews chapter 6. And we start from verse 1. Hebrews 6, 1. So look at your Bible. If your Bible is yours and it's not borrowed, hallelujah. <laughs> okay. Hebrews says, the Bible says, Therefore, leaving the principles of the doctrines of Christ, some translations put elementary principle, let us go on to perfection, not laying again the foundation of repentance from dead works and of faith towards God of the doctrine of baptisms and of laying, of, of laying on of hands and of resurrection from the dead and of eternal judgments. This we do if God permits. Next verse. For it is impossible for those who were once enlightened and have tasted the heavenly gifts and were made partakers of the Holy Ghost and have tasted the good word of, the, of God and of the powers of the world to come. If they fall away to renew them again to repentance, saying they crucified to themselves the Son of God afresh and put him to an open shame. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. <laughs> May the Lord bless the reading of his word. You can have your seat. God bless you. Amen. Glory to God. Hallelujah. <laughs> Wait, you know, the Bible says that living the elementary principles of the doctrines of Christ. So, in Christ, we have the elementary aspects and we have the advanced course. Is that right? Yes, and Apostle Paul started saying to this church, or whoever wrote Hebrew, uh, I've always said that there's a, this, uh, a debate about whether Paul or someone else wrote the book of Hebrew because it has no author attached to it actually all of that letters written by Paul he said Paul an apostle I'm saying to you but this one just started with God who at sundry times and in diverse manner in the past spoke to our father by the prophet as in this day spoke to her by his son whom he has appointed heirs of all things and by whom he has made the world who being the brightest of his glory and the express image of his person upholding all things by the word of his power that's how Hebrews 1 starts so no introduction hallelujah praise the Lord so Amen. So, uh, but what we want to get from here is that the Bible says that there are elementary principles of the doctrines of Christ. And before I go into it, I just want to say that a, a time comes in your Christian experience. And actually, this is the time when it is more about what God wants you to do, what God wants from you, not what you want God to do. All right? So, we, we read something on Wednesday, and I just feel I should make reference to what we talked about on Wednesday. You know, the fact that um, I said three very important things. I spoke about the fact why Jesus caused, caused the victory. I spoke about what Mordecai said to Esther. And I spoke about, you know, uh, the, the last one, which is what happened to Philip. 
in Acts chapter 8, if you go to verse 29, precisely when the Spirit of God told Philip to join himself to the chariots, if you were around the world, you will remember Acts 8, 29, that the Spirit of God said to, so the Ethiopia Enoch had come to worship God, and in his chariots, which <laughs> he sat there reading the word of God, and he did not understand what he was reading. He was reading Isaiah 53. He was wounded for a transgression, but he couldn't comprehend what he was reading because he wasn't born again, and the things of the Spirit cannot be understood by a natural man. So the Bible said that God said, the angel of the Lord said to Philip, that join yourself to these chariots. And, you know, he first told Philip to go towards desert. If you start from verse 24, God gave Philip a direction that he wouldn't expect to meet a man. And the Bible said that, let's read. Then the Spirit of God, uh, verse 25. And when they are testifying, one went in 26. The Spirit of God said to Philip, go near and join yourself to this chariot. No, this is 29. I want to where the Lord started telling him to go to a wilderness. A part okay. And the angel of the Lord spoke to Philip, saying, arise, go towards the south into the way that went down to Jerusalem, unto Gaza, or from Jerusalem unto Gaza, which is desert. The guy just finished having a crusade inside town, and the Spirit of God told him to go to a particular place, and when he thought about the place, it was a desert. He wouldn't expect to see anybody there, but on inside that desert, he saw a very important personality called Ethiopian Enoch. And you know, the Bible says he went, and a man of great authority under Candace, queen of Ethiopian, who had the charge of all her treasure, God, this, according to Bible scholar, this was the guy that brought Christianity to Africa. One man playing a role of a gatekeeper, um, a very influential person. From time to time, the gospel has to get to this kind of person. And he was on his way to go back to Africa. If Philip had missed him, he would have missed a great harvest. Praise the Lord. But number one, Philip was called by God when he was least prepared. God just said, go this way because a crusade just ended in Samaria. But thank God he obeyed God. But most importantly, you know, or more importantly, when he got to verse, in verse 29, he saw the gallery. Then the Spirit of God said to Philip, go near, join thyself to these chariots. You see, if you read more um, towards the end, Philip entered the chariot and sat down with the guy. And the horse rider was taking them around, and Philip was sharing the word of God with him, and he explained the same scripture. Eventually, Philip led the guy to Christ. And when the guy was led, when he was persuaded, convinced by what Philip was saying, he saw water and he said, can't I be baptized here? And Philip said, no problem. He said, you can be baptized. And they stepped down together into water. And as soon as the guy got baptized, the spirit of God caught away Philip. It disappeared. And it reappeared somewhere else. God was proving a point. And I said that on Wednesday. He did not need that chariot to transport Philip. He only made it to join that chariot just to be a vessel used by God. Listen to me. Are you hearing me? Yes, God does not need your job to, protect, to bless you. Your blessing has been established before your job came. Are you with me? Yes, Wherever you find yourself, it's like joining yourself to a chariot. There is an assignment to undertake there. If you miss it, you miss it on a purpose. Amen. Amen. See, that chariot in those days was their limousine. 
That was the highest mode of transportation then, of private jets. If some other Christians were told, like Philip, hey, <laughs> inside that jet, inside that limo, they'll be thinking that if I preach now, we embarrass him. So I'm not going to preach. What if he gets angry? What if he tells me to get down? But that just, just that one opportunity. The rate of sharing the gospel among Christians has dropped. Listen to me. Everybody you come in contact with, it's an opportunity to influence them for Christ. All right? If you are in a... <laughs> Hallelujah. There is a comfort zone that we must never get to. Where you are in the palace and you are not influencing the palace for Christ. Esther nearly got there. She didn't understand the reason. If you are in a limo, that means you are in an office. You are given any opportunity, any advancement, any increase, whether financially or job, everything. God is only doing one thing on earth. He's concerned about his kingdom. That's what the Bible says. That see first the kingdom of God. So if you are there working, if you are there in that shop and your neighbors aren't following you to church, that's a big mistake. You might not last there. Mordecai said the right to Esther in Esther chapter 4 verse 14. He said, if you keep quiet, salvation. <laughs> are you following me? You see, the souls of people are crying for the word of God. And when God puts a Christian in a position to help and he doesn't, it can't last. There's somebody else who will do that, we have to come in. So Mordecai told Esther that, hey, you are beginning to wear expensive pipes and clothes. No problem about that. But don't forget the main reason why you're in the palace. He said, if you keep quiet, deliverance will come to the Jews from another source. He said, but you are going to perish. He said, but who knows whether God has put you there at such a time as this. You are in that office at such a time as this. Oh, there are people, only you will meet them and only you are sent to lead them because they won't listen to any other person. When I was in UI, there were guys in the fellowship. They were not exactly very serious, but they were always inviting people to fellowship. And one day while praying, I, I heard him, I just felt in me that God was more pleased with them than the ones who were righteous just sitting down. Because over one sinner that repents, everyone rejoices, is that right? Anybody that is making you happy, you want them around you. And the ones that are not making you happy, you don't want them around you. Is that right? Can I hear amen? So anybody are looking quiet this morning. Say louder, amen. amen. Hallelujah. See, that's what my... Uh, but from time to time, probably every Sunday, we should let people realize this. Otherwise, as we pray for prosperity, as we expect God to bless... And this is how it works. I'm about to say from what we read in Hebrew very soon. See, this is how it works. If you are not growing spiritually, you start dying. There's no middle ground. Are you following me? The Bible said the prosperity of a fool will destroy him. If God continues to bless you and you are not influencing the kingdom, the blessing will soon become a cause. Not from God, but that is the nature of things. It will just happen like that. Exactly what Mordecai said would happen to Esther would have happened to her if she did nothing at that time. Events will come upon events and she will, just like Vashti before her, something, something would happen to her in that palace. Are you following what I'm saying? This is very important. Amen. And I told her that this must be the reason why Jesus caused the tree, the fig tree. The Bible says Jesus was hungry and he looked at the tree, expecting to find fruits. But there was no fruit. Only leaves. Ah, 
And Jesus said, look at the way he, he, he did not exactly cause the way you will say he caused. He just, he just said the end product of that kind of manifestation. Jesus said, no man eats fruit of thee again. He did not say, I cause you a fig tree. We have to pay attention to what's in the Bible. What's the meaning of that? Jesus said, I am the Lord. If you cannot feed me, you will not feed any man again. The Bible says that in salt, when it becomes worthless, men will, throw, will, will just trample upon it. This whole truth is that Jesus was saying what will happen to fruitless people. That the sincere truth is that if your life brings no fruit to the master, it cannot benefit humanity. Are you with me? Everything doesn't make sense again after a while. Saints must remember this. He hears the cry. Some of the people even resent the gospel. Their soul is crying for the gospel. That's why we say in Jesus' name, we break the power of Satan over people. Everyone who is not born again has the burden and the guilt of sin at work in them. Whatever religion they belong to, they want a savior. They do not know because the God of this world has blinded their eyes. But when we pray, we command those veils to be removed. But we must share the gospel with them. Are you with me? Yes, Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Is somebody, is somebody with me this morning? Yes, Amen. Amen. When this service ends, wherever you find yourself Monday through Friday, let the kingdom be your number one agenda there. That's why you are there. And those who do this, more doors will be open so that you can do it more. Because God can trust you. And he keeps opening more doors. And very soon you are speaking with the presidents of this world. You think they don't need salvation. Somebody can be a PA to a prime minister so that you can influence the person. That was what Nehemiah and those guys did. Those kings that they served under were pagan kings, but they led them to God. They couldn't lead them to Christ because Christ had not died then. But they made them confess that Jehovah was the true God. Daniel did it. Esther did it. Nehemiah did it. Ezra did it. Under pagan kings. Are you with me? Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. God will not take the wealth of sinners, uh, unbelievers, everything, and just collect it from that gift to Christians. No. That's not actually how it works. I know there's a scripture. It's been said What God will do most times is I see when the kingdom needs something, God can use anybody. Cyrus didn't know God. But it was one that wrote a letter that the Jews should return back to their land. And he ordered that all treasure, treasures should be given to them for that to happen. And that happened. Nebuchadnezzar didn't know God. He said, anybody who speaks against the God of Shadrach, Meshach, Abednego will hang the person. <laughs> you see, there are some dirty jobs that God, dirty jobs, that God still needs to do on that. He cannot do it to a Christian. So he will use some people. Hallelujah. <laughs> Amen. See, if God is angry with a terrible person and he wants to take the person out, you are a Christian, you can't kill a person. That's why he's called the Lord of hosts, not host of angels, any kind of host. <laughs> Hallelujah. Are you, are you with me? <laughs> Praise the Lord. <laughs> Hallelujah. Glory to God. Amen. Somebody shout amen. amen. It's amazing that, so no, it's, it's beautiful that God has people anywhere and everywhere who can work for you. Say amen. amen. That's why the Bible says all things work together. All things work together for good. 
those who love God and who are called according to his purpose. I want to show you something briefly this morning. See, that that I've said, we, we, uh, it is not about hearing something new. It's about doing something about what we have heard. That's why Hebrews 2 says that we need to give the more earnestly to the things we have heard, lest we allow them to sleep. It is not what to eat. They say you are what to eat, but not what to eat once in a while. You are what to eat regularly. Are you following me? Amen. Sometimes Peter, will, Peter wrote and he said, I, I wrote to remind you. At times in the church, we don't need to say a new message. We just need to remind people of what we have said before. Because we don't practice the word as often as we should. All right? So let's say something a bit new. I've said no thing. You all know about evangelism, but I just said it in another way now. Will you preach? Will you reach out to people? Will you open your mouth and talk about the gospel? You know, someone we like to keep quiet. But if you keep quiet at this time, forget about people criticizing churches. Those who are criticizing us, they need us. They just don't know. And it will shock you that however angry somebody is against the church, however detached from Christ somebody is, however deep into any religion anybody, they have a Christian friend or a Christian that has access to them. Everybody. Is that right? There are some Christians who are close to Mr. President. Whatever you think of any governor, there will be at least one Christian close to that governor. That is God's own way of telling you that I've handed over this person to you. Reach out to the person. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. <laughs> Amen. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Oh, thank you, Jesus. He says, it's good to, to be led by the Spirit and to experience the supernatural. This Oyeka was telling me, she was watching something on TV, and I was watching the rest of the story. The man said he got to a place, and he wanted to go to a missionary, an American. He just got to this place and this city, and he saw a fantastic eatery there. He was just coming from a mission, and he wanted to enter the eatery and enjoy himself. It was an American eatery in, another, uh, in a foreign land. And he said that as I was about to enter the eatery, that the thing that I feared most happened to me. I heard the voice of God. He said, I was suspecting that God would say something. And he said, really, he said, so he said, don't eat. Just go this way. Don't eat yet. Go this way. And he said, as he was going, an Indian, it was in one country, one, one city in India, an Indian around him, I said, oh, are you a Christian? He said, yes. Are you the tongue-talking type? You, you, you're praying tongues? He said, yes. He said, good. Follow me. <laughs> he had given something like a track to his boss. And his boss began to weep in the office. And he said that, I need to know this Jesus. And he said, I don't know how to lead somebody to Christ. He said, number, he said, number two, I'm ashamed to lead my boss to Christ. He said, when the boss started crying, I said, what can I do about Christ? I ran out of the office. He said, but now I'm seeing you. I know you are an American because you don't look like an Indian. Say, but are you a Christian? Say, yes. He said, not the convention. They want that. All those ones who pray. So he said, yes. Say, follow me. And the man said, with joy. Uh-uh. He read the harvest. And he met the boss crying. And the boss said, do you know I can meet Christ? <laughs> you have met him already. <laughs> Hallelujah. Thou preparest a table before me in the presence of my enemies. Sometimes God makes the job that easy. But the question is, are we always ready? Hallelujah. See, if care is not taken, what we need can stop us from walking in the kingdom. Whereas, if you go this other way, all your needs will be met. Praise the Lord. 
People want to come to church and pray about something they need, pray about, and forever they are praying like that. They are trapped forever. Some it's about causes. Uh, uh, my forefather is cause. My this one. Is there any family that was not cause? <laughs> if you are not born again, you are under a cause already. That one is from Almighty God. It's bigger than cause from men. If the one from God has been broken by you coming to Christ, all of that causes are also broken. Are you following me? Praise the Lord. The Bible said Jesus was hanging on the that cause be anybody hang on the tree. You, you don't need to. The most expensive. If if even when God shows me something about people, I don't tell them I pray. Africans are ruled by these things. And you, if you do so, Satan will occupy you. If you are not persuaded that at the mention of the name of Jesus, every knee shall bow, you start doing seven days, 13 days, over so forth. Check it. When you are through with those fasting, you come back to square one. After some weeks, some things will happen again. You think you need more deliverance. A stronger man of God. A stronger fasting. A stronger prayer. Until you are angry one day, you don't want to pray again. Because you have prayed all kinds of prayer. Because you have not learned how to rest in the master. Some of the meetings are bit. People who go from one meeting to another, expect deliverance. They go round, 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 round. They cannot rest in the fact that you have confessed Jesus as Lord. You are set free already. Say amen. amen. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Amen. Hallelujah. <laughs> okay, so Hebrews 6 says El elementary principles. And let us go to perfection. Say to your neighbor, there is something deeper in Christ. There is a, uh, Paul used some strong description. He said, it is impossible for those who have been enlightened. Go to that verse. Uh, what verse is that? Two or three. Those who were once enlightened. Everybody say, follow me with those words. Say, enlightening. Say, number one. What is the next one? Say, heavenly gifts. Shout it. Say, heavenly gifts. Number two. What's the third one? Partakers of the Holy Ghost. Say, partakers of the Holy Ghost. Say, number three. Can you say amen to that? Amen. Let's go to verse 4. Uh, sorry, verse 5. And I've tasted the good word of God. Say the good word. Good. Number what? Number and what's the next one? Uh, what number is that? Five. Amen. <laughs> Hallelujah. Verse 6 is not necessary, actually. So these five things, very powerful. <laughs> Apostle Paul said, the enlightened ones, they have tasted the good word, the power of the age to come, partakers of the Holy Ghost. Which one again? Heavenly gifts. gifts. That talks about the gift of the Spirit. And Paul is saying, <laughs> see, there are depths in Christ. And it's like you are exploring. Christianity becomes burning until you start this journey. And there is no end to this journey. Hallelujah. Amen. Ephesians 3.20. Ephesians 3.20. Let's read something from there. Are you, are you following me? Yes, Praise the Lord. What am I shooting for? Everyone around you will know that you are supernatural. Amen. Shout amen. amen. I know that we pray and we try to be humble and say, you know, we are just ordinary people. But there are no scriptures in the New Testament. 
not so many of them that portray Christians as ordinary people. Can I hear amen? Even though some people are looking at me, we are ordinary, you know. <laughs> Hallelujah. Do not call ordinary what God does not call ordinary. Are you following me? Yes, Amen. Amen. If any man be in Christ, what has happened? All things are Remember always, you belong to the second Adam. And the Bible said the second Adam is a life-giving spirit. Hmm. Say amen. amen. Say the word of God should excite you. Some are looking at me like, are you sure? <laughs> you know, you look at the issues around you and they let your faith cave in. That's a problem. Every victory begins with your persuasion that is, and then you put it in your mouth. Are you following me? Yes, sir. Praise the Lord. That's what, these are the things. When we start viewing ourselves, the way God views us, you start walking in the supernatural. You don't walk in the supernatural because you are fasting and prayer. Praying. Are you with me? Yes, it has its place. It's part of the causes of the kingdom that we fast and pray. But it is not what gives birth to the supernatural. It begins, first of all, with awareness. Understanding what God says about you. Are you following me? I will do more of this part, second service. Which always, I also spoke to you. Remember, the Bible says that, that the communication of your faith might become effectual by acknowledging every good thing that is in you in Christ Jesus. Philemon 1 6. There are good things in you. The Bible says when you acknowledge them, then your communication of your faith will become effectual. That means a Christian will become exceptional. In what your Christianity communicates to people around you when you are conscious of the good things that are in you in Christ Jesus. But just like I said on Wednesday, listen to me. Many of you have phones. All you do on your phone <laughs> is SMS, WhatsApp, and calls. And then Facebook. But you know your, your, your phones can do much more. As a matter of fact, any electronic device you want to buy, the price is not determined by the looks of the thing. It's really by the capacity and the features. Is that right? Yes, so they say some phones have 16 gig. How many gigs do you have in your spirit, man? <laughs> Hallelujah. <laughs> but you see, uh, there are many things your phones can do. Now, many of you don't. This, 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 somebody came to me and he did something. It's amazing what we don't know. And he said, that, do you know that your phone, without putting anything on, Said there is a software that can be on his phone, and if he sits around you and he leaves your house, whatever you are saying on your phone, if he comes back, he will play every conversation on your phone. And he tried it. Every conversation, everything you've said in the past three days, he will play it on your phone without you putting on anything on your phone, like recording. And he said it's on, on your phone. On your <laughs> <laughs> that is why any country fighting in America is making a big mistake. I believe that in all the devices they are selling to us, there are still things those devices can do that they will not tell you. They are with CIA. When they want to catch you, <laughs> it is where ear cannot get to, that technology cannot get to. Are you following me? <laughs> Praise the Lord. Now, <laughs> it is good to ask that, what can my spirit man do? 
Because this is how to begin to walk tall as a Christian. There are levels. And, <laughs> oh, Lord Jesus. Um, are you following me? There are things that have been programmed by God into you, and there are some that you need to add to the program. We will look at that more next Sunday. But I just want to just start that way. Now, I'm going to show you something just to let you know how deep this can be. And I want to explain why Paul started praying that, that I might know him. The power of his resurrection. Philippians chapter 3. I want to show you something. I'm going to stop here today. Don't worry. You can go with this. The most important part of today's message that go and evangelize. The second part is that you are more than you think you are. Say amen. amen. Hallelujah. I want to see from this week the supernatural part of your life coming out. Christianity can never be sweet if you are not working in supernatural. If we cannot command money by the Spirit, if we cannot heal the sick, if we cannot know ahead what is yet to happen, when Bible prays that the Spirit, when the Spirit comes, it will show you things to come. If we are not working in that realm, it becomes a dead religion. You are not enjoying your Christianity. If the Spirit can guide you, tell you not to travel and where to travel, and you check, you see that, oh, I could have been in that trouble. I said that the Lord told me. If we are not walking this realm, it becomes very boring. If uncles and aunties are not getting saved, if the Lord is not telling you things, and you tell someone, how did you know that I said the Lord told me? And they are shocked. It is the realm where Christianity is true. That is what characterizes out of apostles. Are you following me? Praise the Lord. And God wants us to walk in this realm. Oh, if you have never heard the voice of God before, Life can be so boring. How thrilling. This is the realm. Have you prayed on your seat? And why pray you were taken away from your body? These things are not for special class of people. The Spirit wants to lift you. Are you following me? Yes, Hallelujah. Amen. Oh, glory to you. No, there is so much we still don't know. But the Lord will help us to start working in them. Glory to God. That's why we need to open the word of God and start sharing all these things. Okay. So, <laughs> hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Amen. Hallelujah. 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 A time we come, you lift up your hand in your house and you say, Father, in the name of Jesus, and ten houses from your house, all demons will evacuate the place. We said on Wednesday that the Bible didn't say that at the shouting of the name of Jesus, at the mention of the name. So even if I'm not using the name against demon, for me just walking and saying, in Jesus' name, Jesus, something has to happen around. Because what the Bible says, that at the mention, at the men, even if I'm saying that, oh, Pastor Joshua, God bless you in Jesus' name, that name should do something to him. Yes, Are you following me? Yes, we have limited the name because we haven't studied so much about the name. Yes, I was watching, trying to find out the secrets to Philip's extraordinary faith in Samaria. The Bible did record that he fasted for 40 days. I was checking and I found out that, oh, it was in the content of his message. When, Elima, when, when uh, 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 bad Jesus, or when Simon was listening to Philip, the Bible said that demons were shouting and crying out to Philip. Let, let's read that chapter 8. I want to show you something from there. Are you, are you following me? Yes, sir. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I hope everybody's getting what I'm saying. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Okay. <laughs> uh, Acts chapter 8. For unclean spirits. Go, 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 go back to no, go. Unclean spirit crying out with loud voice came out of many that were possessed with them and many 
taken with palsies, and they were lame, were healed. Verse 8. And there was great joy in the city. Oh, blessed be the name. It will never happen to any one of you here that you are in an office and the office is not making progress. It's not your office. For the fact that you are employed there. And you know one thing? You can pray for the office for the souls to be saved there. You don't start fasting and praying that Lord bless this office. No. When the office treats you well and you say this office is blessed, it is blessed. Because you are Abraham's seed. That's the truth. Hallelujah. And God has already declared ahead of time that whoever blesses you is blessed. So if any office is paying you salary, great things should start happening there because you are there. You know why we, have, we, we are not conscious of these things? Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And some of the things really don't work if you are not conscious of them. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. I want to see where, but the Bible said that there was a great man called Simeon. You know, he was a magician. He saw superior power and the guy bowed. Before Philip came, the Bible said he was a superstar in that city. But when Philip showed up, even Simeon himself said that this is greater power. It's like when Moses dropped his rod and the magician dropped their rod. Moses' rod swallowed all their rods. When God is working, man must shut up. Hallelujah. The first plague, the magician did the same. Second plague, did the same. When they got to the fourth one, they told Pharaoh that this is the free hand of God. They surrendered. God didn't stop at number five. He did six more to show them gap between magic and miracle power. Jesus is Lord. Hallelujah. Jesus is Lord. One minister was ministering one day and he said by the word of the Spirit that a man came there. His son was coming. I was telling tell his son that I am more powerful than your Jesus. One day the son came to church and said, can you come? He said, when I come, I will embarrass your pastor. He said, I will sit at the back and use video. We will just fall down the pulpit. And the son did that. He got a supernatural but he said, come, I will show you. And then the man came. He came late and he sat at the back. As soon as he entered, the man of God said that there is a man here. You came late because you were feeding your snake. He, was, he had a snake in his room. So you were feeding your snake. That was how you came late. He said, listen to me. Before you get home, your snake is already dead. If you don't give light to God, you follow your snake. You die and follow. The guy got to me, made the snake dead. He just ran back to church and said, can I accept Jesus Christ? <laughs> because the power he relied on was just messed up by a sentence. Greater is it that is in us. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. <laughs> hey, hey. This one came to in a very strong way. I don't know where, where, since where have we started getting afraid of forces of darkness. This Christian woman, because of position, somebody went to collect something and put it on her seat. She sat down without even knowing. And the girl was expecting that she would fall down soon. <laughs> she Got up another for lunch. <laughs> and the guy went back to the table and said, Nothing happened to do. He said, No, she did something. She said, I see me, sir. I was there. She sat on it and nothing happened. The charm had the demon inside. When the child of God sat on it, sat on the head of the demon, ran. Demon tremble at your presence. Hallelujah. See, demons have understanding, they know who God is. And they know who Jesus is. When the seven so what they don't know is that they need to know who you are. When the seven sons of Skeva tried it, the demon was very right and he was honest. He said, Paul, I know. Jesus, I know. What I don't know. <laughs> you guys, is what I don't know. You know what? Because they were not born again. If they were born again and the demon should, that, that, should ask them that question, they, all, all they needed to do was just tell the demon that, I am in Christ. So also me now, you know, come out. 
Glory to God. Hallelujah. Are you in Christ? Yes, sir. <laughs> Simon Saul. I want to know, you skipped. I just want to read a part that where is message. Verse 9, 10 or so, where the Bible says, when, uh, 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 but there was a man called Simon way before. But next verse. I want to show you the content of his message. Next verse. Go on. Okay. This is where I'm, verse I'm looking for. Are you with me? What led to this extraordinary miracles in Samaria? That even their greatest magician came to sit down to learn. The Bible says, but when they believe Philip preaching, the things concerning the kingdom of God, and what's the next thing? They were baptized both men and women. All that Philip was telling them in Samaria about God's kingdom and about the name of Jesus. There is power in the name. Yes, Hallelujah. And Christians must not forget the name of Jesus Christ. When we do banners now, we must put Jesus as Lord on it. That name is our identity. Yes, Hallelujah. When you wake up in the morning, say in the name of Jesus Christ. When you want to drive, say, I drive in Jesus' name. It's a very powerful prayer. When you want to enter the office, I enter this office in the name of Jesus Christ. Something begins to happen. Now, let me tell you this. Everything of the Spirit, they are like planting a seed. People give up because you don't give up when you insert something in the soil and you, you check immediately. It doesn't grow immediately. But keep it in the soil there. It will start growing. When you hear a teaching like this, I say in Jesus' name, it's not a one-time thing. Keep it and it will become the reality of your life. Are you following me? Ah, yeah, Lord Jesus. Okay, let's quickly look at Exodus chapter, Exodus chapter 20, yeah, 24. Exodus 24. I'll read from like verse 9. I just want to show you something. I just want to, I just want to, I have, my time is up. Who said this time today? Are you born again? <laughs> Hallelujah. <laughs> Who said the time? She said it's not me. <laughs> Hallelujah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> the Bible says, Then went up Moses and Aaron. Let's read together. Are you alive this morning? You know, so, okay. <laughs> the message I'm preaching, so the message people are looking at me. They are wondering. <laughs> if I pray for you, or any man, any pastor prays for you, and they command anything happening in your life, they command a force or a sinner to go. When it goes, it will come back. Jesus said that when the unclean spirit goes out of the man, it went, you understand, it will come back. When you resist the devil yourself, it will never come back. When somebody does it for you, it will come back. Waiting for a day, you have loopholes again, and it might bring stronger demons. When you do it yourself, it will never come back. Anyway, let's say, they went to Moses and Aaron and other 70 elders of Israel. Next verse. And What's every, everybody read this thing together? What's the next word there? What's the meaning of that? Read on. So Moses and 70 elders climbed the mountain, and the Bible said they saw God. He sat down. And the Bible was even described what was under his feet. And he sat down and they saw God. Next verse. <laughs> And upon the nobles of the children of Israel, he laid not his hand. Also they saw God and... What's the next thing? I want to ask you a question. Did they really see God? The Bible even says, you know, he told Moses when he came down Mount Sinai, that to, tell them not to peep. If they peep, they will die. Because God, somebody was thinking, his hand, I want to see how God looks like. So the whole mountain became fire. 
God said that to Moses. Moses was wondering why God said that because everybody was afraid. By the time God said the first sentence, they heard thunder and fire. They told Moses that, you know what? You, you are used to hearing him. <laughs> Go and hear and tell us whatever he says. We are not, because they were afraid. The Bible said there were trumpets on a mountain. And the old Israel came out and they saw fire. And the Bible said God came down upon Moses as a consuming fire. And right before their eyes, Moses entered the fire. What our father is a consuming fire to his enemy, but not to his children. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Isn't that wonderful? Yes, sir. See, whoever your father is, president, whatever, if he's a true father, the children will know the aspect of him that outsiders don't know. Yes, sir. I asked a girl, when, when I was in hundred level, there was a princess there. The father was a popular king in one area. And I was just asking her, I said, when people come to your father, they prostrate and that, that, do you play in his palace? He said, we don't only play. So I said, we sit on his throne and we play. He said, from when we are young, Myself, my younger ones will sit down. I am the cabbage here, and all, all of you bow on the father's throne. But he said they will tell you in your superstition that if any other person should do that, you will die. But that was not for the royal family. She was a lady, she used to sit joking, she used to sit down on her father's throne and be shaking the rod of authority like this. And no chief must try that. You know why? A daughter. So our God is a consuming fire. From the side, perspective of the enemy. To us, what manner of love has the Father bestowed upon us? That we should be called the sons of God. Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. For us, there is no condemnation those who are in Christ Jesus. Are you following me? Yes, sir. Yeah. Praise the Lord. <laughs> so, <laughs> he told them not to peep, otherwise they would die. But this guy went there. The Bible said God did not lay hands. That means he didn't touch them. They didn't die. So they were so happy what they saw that they brought food. So picnic started. And one of them told his wife, I saw God today. You know the one they call the Almighty. Ah! Say, oh boy. The glory was too much. They're fizzy. <laughs> Say, hey. well, you see, what I want to call your attention to is this. Next verse. And the Lord said to Moses, come up to me into what? Everybody say another level. This is chapter what? 24. The same book, several days after chapter 33. And I'll close with it. Chapter 33. Let's start from verse 30. Chapter 33, verse 30. After many days, they came down. They saw God, they ate. Then Moses went back to that mountain and see what happened. Let's start from, um, <laughs> okay. Let's start from 22. 23 is where I'm going, but let's start from 22. Thank you. 22. Hallelujah. And it shall come to pass. Why my glory passed by? You know what led to this? Moses said, show me your... <laughs> show me your... He had to use show me your glory. That means he was actually saying that, Lord, let me see your face. And God said that. Uh, that's too heavy. He said, you know what's going to happen? He said, it shall come to pass. When my glory is passing by, I will put you in a cliff. I'm going to split the rock open. I'll put you inside the rock and cover it. So when I pass, <laughs> while I pass by, I will cover you there. And I will take away my hand. So you will see my back parts, but you shall not see my face. So he said to Moses, that stand there. He was talking. He wasn't a boy, but wasn't seeing anybody. He said, when I'm going to show myself physically, I will open that rock and cover you. When you are covered there, I will pass. 
When I pass and I'm done passing, I will stand like this. I will now say, okay, Moses, you can come out. <laughs> he said, you see my back, but you cannot see. He said, no man can see my face and leave. The 72 guys that were there earlier, what did they see? The Bible said they, <laughs> they saw God and they saw some other his pavements and they were rejoicing and they were looking at them. Everybody say dimensions. We are going to stop there today. I just said that to know that there are levels. So when the Bible said, let us leave the elementary principle, I would have loved, we will continue when Paul said, he started praying that the things that were given to me, I considered, he said, that I might know him. The power of his resurrection. That word that I might know him is genosco. And is the word used for sexual intercourse. Paul was not saying, as at that time, he had healed many people. But was he telling people that, that my prayer is that, that I might know that there is something in God that I haven't gotten into. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Let's rise. I want to stop there today. Is somebody with me this morning? Hallelujah. <laughs> Glory to God. Glory to God. Amen. <laughs> Thank you for listening to the teaching of Pastor Shola Oshumakinde. We believe you have been blessed. Worship with us at David's Court, number 25 Mojidi Street, off Twin Street, Ikeja, Lagos. On Sundays, our first service starts by 8 a.m. and our second service by 10 a.m., while our midweek service starts by 7 p.m. on Wednesdays. Go and do great things. God bless you.